0: Hi everyone, and welcome to How to College for First Gents, our podcast where we get together over some coffee from our amazing sponsors to have real conversations about what it's like to be a first generation college student before, during, and after college. Our goal here is to democratize knowledge that we've gained along the way, learn a bit more about being first gens, and hopefully help others going through some of the same challenges we've experienced by sharing some lessons learned. Of other fellow first gens. I am Norma Torres Mendoza, one of the podcast co-hosts, a first generation college student myself who also experienced the roller coaster of this journey. To lay the foundation of our episode, today we will be discussing the topic of why college with a high school student, a college senior, and a college graduate from 2013. We will be talking about why go through all the hassles and struggles associated with taking the leap of faith into the educational system and becoming the first one in your family. And we will be discussing, after all was said and done, was college worth it? So let's get started. On the podcast today, we have Leslie Sanchez. Leslie, welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, Norma. I'm great. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for being here. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about you? Sure.
1: My name is Leslie. I just recently graduated on June 14th from DeBakey High School. I will be going to Texas State in the fall to study nursing.
0: That's awesome. Congratulations. So Leslie, we're going to take a little bit of a walk down memory lane because now you have just graduated, you're headed to college. But I want you to think back. Do you remember the first time that you learned about this concept of college? I know no one in your family has done it. So how did you hear about it?
1: Well, Norma, it started around my sophomore year of high school usually around that time teachers specifically start integrating the idea that junior year is really important and college is coming up college application senior year the SAT all of that stuff so I was really introduced to it sophomore year of high school
0: and what were your initial thoughts with that so did you think this sounds like an interesting idea or did you think okay yep I'm gonna do this and if so why did you think yes I'm doing this
1: I think mostly for myself, I thought it was a great way for me to further my education and get to the career path that I want to pursue in the future. And college was that way for me to like understand that that's the way that I can get there.
0: So did you consider anything else other than college earlier on? Did you think maybe a trade or a technical profession was maybe the way to go for you?
1: If I'm being completely honest, I didn't really have another plan apart from college. But if I could tell myself back then, it would probably be like getting a job or something to earn enough money had that been the case if I wasn't going to be able to go to college.
0: And I'm guessing that you were thinking about a job maybe because you wanted to help your family financially and obviously you can start making money sooner.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: So why did you think, well, actually, maybe I should delay making this money for another four years?
1: Probably because the way that my high school integrated the work ethic into us, I'm used to having something to do and being in school and having that sort of ethic in me. So working wasn't really my top choice, especially after high school. I kind of just wanted to get more education after it.
0: And do you ever remember seeing a chart that said if you graduate from college, you earn this amount of money as opposed to if you graduate from high school, you earn this amount of money and there was a difference in there? Or why did you know that maybe you could make more money if you went to college for four years?
1: Yes, I've seen those charts in seminars that they've given us at school. And I guess once you get a college education, that kind of uppers your like high school terms, but like your rank and it gives you a better opportunity to get a much better job.
0: So that was sort of what led you to think, you know what, I'm going to defer making money for a bit because maybe I could make more afterwards. Yes. That's trusting a lot of the educational system, right? Like it is trusting a lot that it's actually going to work. And I am wondering how did you know that going to college was the right path to make more money? And then I mean I don't know if you know this, but you've seen the number of first generation college students that attend college but then begin to drop out for one reason or another, primarily for financial reasons. So why are you taking this leap of faith in the education system that it will get you what it says is going to? get you, which is this degree in nursing to be able to help people in your family.
1: Well, for me, since I didn't really have much guidance, I did a lot of research on my own, seeing scholarships, grants, financial aid, FAFSA from the government that they could give you money, especially considering that I'm a first generation student. And for me, I saw that support being a first generation student because they want you to go ahead and get that career. They want you to get that job. They want you to move forward with whatever you want to pursue in your future. So for me, it was mostly just doing my research.
0: And what about this part of the leap of faith, how do you know that at the end of it, it's going to work out for you, that you're actually going to be able to graduate and hold that diploma in your hand?
1: I guess for me, it's motivation for my family and having that support behind me at all times, knowing that also not the only one who thinks this way, but I'm doing it for them to see me succeed. They gave me this idea of, you know, if you study, you will get far in life and you will have many opportunities open for you and many doors open for you. So having that mentality also and that leap of faith being my family being behind me to support me.
0: So when you talk about doors that are opening up for you, what kind of doors do you think college will be able to open up?
1: For me, it will probably be just as a stepping stone in my path and my career that I want to pursue is nursing school. And even after nursing school, it would be job opportunities and being able to go to hospitals and working in hospitals or in clinics so I can practice my career.
0: And why did you decide that nursing was the way to go? How did you land on that major?
1: Well, in my family, um, my aunt from Mexico, she is a nurse and she would tell me all these amazing stories about how her and her team would be able to save lives and give people like hope in the hospitals after being with sickness, you know, people get really down and really sad, but being able to be there for them, especially as a nurse, you get to spend more time with them and have kind of a connection with the patient and being able to see them grow in faith and, and hope that they will get better.
0: That's beautiful. So you are hoping that your career will not only obviously help you financially, but that you're also going to make a positive impact in the world, especially for people who might be suffering due to different illness. Yes, exactly. So now that you're headed to college, can you think back and tell our listeners, what was the biggest unknown as you were going through this journey of going to college?
1: For me, it's obviously money and having enough financial aid to be able to go to college. But apart from that is restarting your life because you're going somewhere different. Especially for me, I'm moving out of Houston. So being able to go somewhere else and have a new life, meet new friends, meet new people. That's kind of scary to me because I'm so used to being in this one place all my life. But moving on somewhere else, that's kind of my biggest unknown.
0: Yeah, that's super scary, right? Because everything that you knew is going to change and you are going to change. For example, I went to college as someone who ate meat. And then when I graduated, I was vegetarian. So things in your life will definitely change. And I'm wondering if you could give our listeners maybe some tips on how you are dealing with this unknown. What are you doing to prepare for all the unknowns that are coming?
1: Great question. So for me, I tell myself this over and over again because I've talked with it with my mom. I'm like, am I doing the right choice? Am I going the right way? But then I answer myself that question. I'm like, I'm not the first person that's going to go away from home and I'm not the last person to go away. You know, I'm going to meet some new people. I'm going to meet some people that probably will be great friends in college and like encourage me to keep going. And I don't know, just that sense of you'll find comfort and you'll find friends that will make college your home, your second home.
0: Yeah. And the crazy thing is, is that I think oftentimes we think we are the only ones, but you said it perfectly. You're not right. There's so many people who are also first gens who are missing home or missing their moms, their dads, their families. So finding comfort and the discomfort, if you will, right, like that it's going to be okay. And so do you have any plans on how you're going to find maybe other first gens or maybe mentors or people that can be there because the road might get
1: tough yeah definitely so I'm very fortunate because my school has this program that gives incoming freshmen, no matter where you come from, first gen or not, they give you mentors, who you can talk to, who you can ask for help whenever you need it for classes, for registration, for any of that. But also since I was formed in the Catholic Church, I already found a church really close to the school. And I feel that also being close to God and that will help me personally get more accustomed to the transition
0: what I'm hearing is knowing yourself and knowing your values and knowing how you can continue to foster that inner energy in you because things will get tough. So I I think it's really smart of you to start forming those communities already. So tell our listeners, and you started down this road a little bit already, but how do you feel being the first one in your family to embark on this journey? Are you scared? Do you feel pressure? Are you nervous, excited, all of the above?
1: Yeah, definitely all of the above. I mostly feel excited because I'm doing this not only for myself, but for my family. I want to show them that they raised someone who can get a college education, get a good job and pay back what they taught me as a child and raised me to be. I'm really, really excited to go to college and be able to make them proud.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned a little bit of wanting to pay back. Can you share with our listeners, maybe some of the sacrifices that your family has had to do for you to become the first one? It's a big deal when someone in the family breaks the cycle, and you're certainly not going to be the last one in your family. So what are some of those sacrifices? And how will you honor maybe some of those sacrifices along your journey?
1: When I was little, I was from California, and my mom made the huge, as you mentioned, leap of faith to move to Houston, Texas. And at first, I didn't really understand why the move or why was I leaving this place that I've known only for like a, a while to move to someplace we don't know anybody. So that was one of them. But later did I understand that Houston gave me so many great opportunities, the high school that I went to, the friends that I've met, all of that, and especially the church that I go to. And my mom has worked so much. Her whole life being here. So just being able to see that smile on her face, especially right after I graduated high school, that was great for her. Um, And now being able to become a nurse is going to be great for my mom and my aunt to see that.
0: Yeah, and it, it really sounds like it's been a family effort, right, to get you to where you are uh, from your single mom and your aunt, um, who have sort of pulled forces together um, for you to become the woman that you are today and, and for you to head out into this very interesting journey. Can you tell our listeners, what is it that you're most excited about college? new
1: friends. (laughs) I consider myself a semi social person. I'm very shy. But I'm also once you get to know me, I'm very open. And I'm just so excited to meet new friends and also just start that small path to my nursing career, which is honestly the most exciting thing for me to start learning about the whole human anatomy and everything about that.
0: Well, that is great, Leslie. We wish you the best of luck with everything that is coming up. Please know that you are not alone. Always tune back and hear other people's stories because we're really in this together. Um, And I think the more voices we can unite, the better the experience. And I think you're going to have a great time. College is a phenomenal experience and you're just going to learn a lot about yourself and obviously about the profession you're about to embark in. So with that, Leslie, we thank you so much for being on the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Next up, we will move to our college phase with Chris, who brings a different perspective on why he became a first generation college student. Chris, thank you so much for joining our podcast. Can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself?
2: First of all, I want to say thank you for having me. It's a really big honor. My name is Chris. I'm a rising senior at Rice University in Houston, Texas. I did go to Pearland High School in Pearland, which is just south of Houston. I'm the first one in my family to go to college, along with my older brother, who currently goes to the University of Houston.
0: Welcome to the show and congrats on all your accomplishments. You're almost there. But actually, I'm going to take us back into memory lane. And I want you to think about why did you decide to go to college? Do you remember when you first learned about it? And why did you know this was the path to take?
2: Sure. So it's actually a funny story. The first time I remember even thinking about what college is was in, I think, fifth grade. Our classes were split up into teams that were colleges and we were supposed to color flags of different colleges like Sam Houston State or Stephen F. Austin State. And I just remember having no idea what we were doing. And I was freaking out. I was thinking, what is college? Why are we doing this activity? I don't know what's going on. It wasn't until right before high school, actually, where I realized exactly what college was. It's just another place where you can go to school after high school and you can keep learning. And for some reason, that idea just really stuck with me. And I personally thought, wow, that sounds like something for me. I I want to go into that. I want to go to college. But I didn't really realize exactly what that meant until I was actually in the application process. And I started thinking, oh, this is college. This is a big deal. What am I ready for this? Is this what I want to do? I would say that later in my high school years, that's when I decided this is something I want for me.
0: What was that instance or that moment that it kind of clicked and you were like, yes, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go to college.
2: I don't know if there was exactly a moment when everything clicked. I just remember being in junior high and seeing a picture of a college campus. It was actually Rice. And I thought, wow, this is a beautiful place. This is somewhere where I can go and I can learn. And I want to make it my goal to go here. And I think Something that really helped my decision was luckily I was in a situation where my friends and my classmates were thinking, well, we were all nerds and they were all thinking, well, yeah, college is the next step. Why would we consider otherwise? And I didn't know anything else. I just thought, well, I want to be like them. So I'm just going to fake it until I make it and copy what they're doing. And maybe I can get there, too.
0: That sounds fantastic idea of fake it till you make it. I think a lot of the first gents can relate to that. But tell us, what were you expecting from college? And why did you make that your goal?
2: At first, I didn't really have any idea of what I was doing. It was just Rice University. It looked really nice. And it wasn't until high school that I realized, oh, wait, this is a hard place to get into. But I think just throughout my high school career, I kept thinking, well, this is something that I want to work towards. I'm going to keep getting all the best grades I can. I'm going to keep going to tutoring, listening to teachers. I didn't think of any other alternative. That was from the beginning my get to. And in terms of expectations, I don't think I had any really. My, my parents didn't go to college. Like I said earlier, no one in my family really had a lot of information about it. I didn't start to form any expectations about what I was going to get from college until I was actually in my first year and experiencing it firsthand is when I started to think, oh, so this is what it's like. This is how it's different. And it really was a different world for me.
0: Was there a moment in your life that you maybe thought about other alternatives other than college? Did you think maybe I should go into the workforce? Did you think maybe trade school or since that moment that you learned about rice, that was kind of your calling?
2: The second one is more accurate. I, I I guess I did consider at one point, well, college is really expensive. Why would I maybe go down that path? Is there other alternatives that I could go to? But I guess I would have to say that it was a combination of me doing well in school and seeing my friends and that's what they were doing. So that's what I wanted to do. And later in my high school years thinking, wow, this is really critical for me to think, yes, college is something that I think I would like. There's more opportunity to learn. There's more people I can meet. And just the idea of school in general is something that I've been comfortable with. So I don't think there was ever a time when I was considering, well, maybe, maybe it's not for me. And so actually, maybe during college is when I considered, okay, now I'm here. What am I doing? I I don't know what I'm doing. There were a few times during that time when I thought, maybe this isn't exactly where I'm supposed to be.
0: So you bring up two very interesting points. The first one is the importance that our peers play in our decisions in life. I remember reading a study when I was in college, that basically said your peers influence your life choices way more than any other variable, including parents. So you kind of saw some people that were older than you go down that route, and maybe that's what influenced your decision. And then the second point that I wanted to highlight is college is hard. And I think you are alluding to a moment where you really doubted whether it be your capability or your aptitude to do this. Can you tell our listeners when a moment like that was when you doubted, am I doing this for the right reason? Or why am I even here?
2: I remember being in my physics class, I distinctly remember this moment, I had just gotten back a test. And it was my first huge test that I received my grade back. And I saw, oh, my gosh, I failed. And I started thinking, what if I fail in my other classes, it was really unusual territory for me, because I had come from a time in high school where everyone told me I was smart, and I always got good grades. And if I didn't, I would just buckle down and keep studying again. But now, I was in a situation in college where that wasn't always the case. The amount of work that I was putting in wasn't exactly always correlating to the grades I would get back or the grades that I would want. And it was in those moments that I realized, wait, why am I subjecting myself to all of this fatigue, to all of this hard work? I'm not even sure physics is something that I want in my career. Why do I have to take this class? And it was a combination of all of these thoughts that made me doubt whether or not I was even supposed to be in college much less an institution like rice, where I thought everyone else is smart. And it's me who's struggling with this. And I guess that's the beginning of a few moments where I started having some self doubt and wondering, again, like, why am I subjecting myself to this?
0: So what was it that turned it around for you? I'm guessing there's some inspiration that you had to hold on to. But what turned moments like this into moments of learning and opportunity and growth for you?
2: One of the things that really helped me was being communicative about my struggles. I didn't want to feel alone. I think it's really easy to feel alone and to fall into that despair whenever things are not going well for you. But something that really helped me personally was talking about it with my family, especially my mom and my friends and telling them, hey, I'm really struggling here. And then I started sharing my struggles. And I think that really opened the door for more communication between me and people that I consider close because that made me realize, hey, I'm not the only one struggling. I have some people too in my college that that were also struggling in that class or in another class. And then as far as keeping touch with my family goes, that was another big reason why I'm still able to do what I'm doing and why I was able to get through those hard times is because it made me realize it's not the end of the world. It's, it's okay if you go to college and then you realize that not everything is gonna go, especially in life in general too not everything is always going to go the way you planned it to be and that's okay
0: yeah, and I think that's such a valuable lesson and that's exactly what we were just talking about with our high school student. This feeling that I think a lot of first gens get at the beginning that basically says and yells in our heads that we're alone when the reality couldn't be farther from, from what we imagine in our heads. We're not alone. There's other people that A, are going through the same thing we're going through and B, there's a support system that will help us get through this. Can you tell our listeners maybe the other side of the coin? Did you have moments where you self-reflected and said to yourself, yes, I'm here, I made the right choice, college was the path to take.
2: The first thing that comes to mind is sitting in some science classes that I took my freshman year of college. I was in my freshman chemistry class and I was getting pretty bad grades first semester and then come around second semester I started to work harder. I started going to tutoring more, to office hours more, and at one point I made a turnaround where I was getting maybe low B's first semester and then second semester I ended up getting the highest grade on one of my chemistry tests and I thought this might sound a little nerdy, but I thought to myself, wow, yes, this is for me. I I like doing this. This feels the way it's supposed to feel where I'm getting good grades again and this is because I worked extra time and I put in extra effort and I thought this is something that I could do not necessarily as a career but just in general being in college putting in more effort into something that I like and getting those that return in investment of my time and effort that's what made me feel that I was capable and I think that feeling is really important because that sets you up for not just the rest of any school career that you're in but for the rest of your life Thank you.
0: This feeling that you're talking about, it's something that I also felt when I was in college, when like you get your first grade back, and you maybe get that A that you haven't gotten in the first semester of college. And yes, like, I'm not failing, I got this, I can do this. Um, And it's just such a big affirmation, right, that I didn't make a mistake. And not only did I not make a mistake, I belong here, right? And academically, I can be at the same level with all these other students who maybe had parents that supported them along the way.
2: Right.
0: So I'm interested, Chris, why work so hard? What is it that you are hoping to do with your college degree?
2: Specifically for me, I did go into college assuming maybe I want a career in research. I've always wanted to be a scientist. The more I learned about it though, I realized maybe science and research and working in a lab isn't for me. There was a time when I realized, oh no, what am I doing with my life? Why am I working towards this degree? What am I going to do? Eventually, I started researching more. I started doing a lot of self reflection and I realized well I like the idea of knowing things I like being informed but I also like helping people and for me that combination of liking science specifically and wanting to help people and of course there's a lot of other variables that went into this decision but it kind of led for me to think I need to study the most that I can to be able to help people in the future as a doctor because that's where I want to go in my career right now those are my career goals as of right now. So whenever I'm in a classroom and I'm thinking, why are there so many numbers on this page? I don't even know what this equation means. I remember to myself, Chris, just take a step back and realize all of this hard work is for a reason. You want to become more informed. You want to train your brain. That's really what it is. Learning is being able to train your brain and having the capacity to learn. And I think that sets you up, not just in medicine to be a doctor, but really for anything in your life is the ability to learn. That's something that you'll carry with you in any career that you'll have. And that's what I think of whenever I'm struggling in school and I tell myself, just hang in there.
0: Yeah, I cannot imagine the classes that you have to take to be a pre-med student. And I do imagine that you have to really look deep inside to find that motivation to keep on going. The one thing that I like the most about what you said is that college gives you this opportunity to learn. And I think that oftentimes a lot of our first gens might go to college because, you know, we see the numbers and we're like, oh, we're going to make a whole lot more money, which is true if we go to college. But there's also this other piece of it, which is you are there to fundamentally learn and to be able to transform your brain and your mind in the way that you think. And for you, that is going to manifest into real ramifications, right? Like you're gonna go be a doctor. You're going to have the ability to save lives. And I'm sure your family is very proud. So tell me, what has it meant for your family, for you and your brother to become first-gen college students?
2: I can say from the bottom of my heart, I think it's meant the world to my parents because when they first came over, I don't exactly remember what things were like because I obviously wasn't born yet, but seeing how they talk about us now and how they always say, we love you and we're very happy that this is the way that things are turning out right now because flash backward, I think, I guess, 20 years, 25 years, no one knows what their life is going to be like in the future for that long and that time jump. And I think it's just, it means the world to me whenever my mom tells me that she's really proud of me because it tells me that I'm doing something right. And if I can do that for someone who I've seen sacrifices so much for me and works almost every day, just as my dad does to support our family and knowing that they're not doing it with no sense of direction. They say that we give them that sense of direction, like we're doing something. And I think that's what really eases their minds. And knowing that that has that effect on my parents, that means a lot. And
0: that's exactly what Leslie our high school student also mentioned this way of paying back the generation whose shoulders we stand on for all their sacrifices and saying we got you like it was worth it we're doing what we can so knowing that you and your brother were first gens do you think that you all will be the last ones in your family how do you know that this is going to create a new type of path for the people coming after you
2: I think the main reason that definitely no, we will not be the last is now there's a new generation after my parents, which is us, my brothers and I, where we now have more information. We just know more. And something that I always tell myself is the more that you know, the more you can inform others, the more you can teach others. And us having that resource of just knowing exactly how the ins and outs of college works or any life after high school, I think will be really valuable. For future generations like our kids or our children's children and people in the future to help them make that informed decision and start self-reflection early on because those are decisions that they carry a lot of weight. And if I didn't have the help that I was lucky to have and that I was motivated to go find, I don't see how I could have gotten to be where I am today.
0: Yeah, for sure. It took, at least for me, I can say it took a village of people who supported me and helped me along the way. And I think you share that feeling with me. And obviously, we hope to continue to help our cousins and obviously our kids coming forward. But I think you share the sentiment that we won't be the last ones. To wrap this up, Chris, I am wondering if you could tell our listeners, so far, you've gone through three years of college, and you're on to your fourth one. And I am wondering if you could tell us what is the biggest lesson so far that you've learned from college? college.
2: I don't know about the biggest lesson. I have two biggest lessons. My first takeaway is approach everything with an open mind, but also approach everything with the motivation to learn more and to be informed. I see a lot of misinformation out there, especially on the news, but just in general. And a lot of the time, I think that's really dangerous. So something that I tell myself is after going to college, I've realized how much I know and how much I don't know. And what's humbled me is that now I know there's so much information that I don't know. So I I guess suppose I've been more humble in pursuing information to become better informed to find out, okay, what's the right answer, I suppose, or not necessarily the right answer. What's a more accurate way to live my life and to help others become more informed so they don't make misinformed decisions? I think that's really important. And the second takeaway that I've gotten from my time in college is just because you go to school doesn't mean you're educated and you don't have to go to a fancy school to be educated. That's something that I get, again refer to my mom since she's always told me from an early age that you're not educated because you go to school. You're educated because you you learn. Just because you go to school doesn't mean you're always learning. I think the main point being made there is if you're going to go to school, you should make an active effort to learn something and to apply it somehow in your life. And it's a real struggle sometimes to find a way to find applications in what you're learning. But what I found is with enough reflection, you, you can find a way to do that.
0: Yeah, I love that. And and I think that those two tie together. I think the first thing that you mentioned is how to become a critical thinker. And then the second thing is how do you implement what you learn into good decisions to make you even a better critical thinker. And I totally agree with you. I think that yes, college is for you to be able to find a job, but it's also to help you to learn how to think. And instead of just kind of following blindly, you begin to form your own opinions and based on facts that you've learned along the way. So with that, do you have any last tips, any like one or two tips for a lot of our first gen students who are currently in college?
2: I would say start reflecting early, the earlier the better, on what your interests are, what your potential interests are, something that you can see yourself finding interest in that you want to do in the future, because that'll save you a lot of time and struggle in the future. The earlier you know yourself, the more prepared you'll be to take on the world and figure out what kind of career do I see myself in? What do I think is for me? And the earlier you do that, especially in your college years, and the more exploration you do, the more you'll think yourself.
0: That's phenomenal. Well, thank you so much, Chris, for your time and for sharing your lessons learned. We wish you the best of luck with the MCAT that's coming up for you. And we wish the best of luck in medical school once that time arrives. And we will look forward to having you back on the podcast in a couple of years to hear what happened after you went to medical school. So with that, we thank you so, so much.
2: All right. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And thank you for all of your questions. It's, it's really been a big honor to be able to share my thoughts. So thank you. Thank you so much.
0: We will now be moving to our post-college phase with Nadine, who will tell us about her journey as she transitioned over from community college and changed her career. Hi, Nadine. Welcome to the show.
3: Hey, Norma. How are you?
0: Good. How's your day going?
3: Oh, it's going well. Really excited to be here.
0: Good. Um, so Nadine, can you tell our listeners a little bit about you?
3: Yeah, sure. My name is Nadine Tavera. I was born and raised here in Houston, Texas. I attended high school at J. Frank Toby in the south part of Houston. And after graduating high school, I actually went on to complete most of my basic courses at San Jacinto Community College. And then I transferred on to the University of Houston, where I pursued my degree in business administration with a focus in finance.
0: Awesome. Well, congratulations. And you've now been out of the workforce for about seven years, right?
3: Yes, I've been out and working since 2013. I graduated college. And after that summer, I went off into my first real world big, you know, grown up adult job. So it's been seven years now.
0: That's phenomenal. For a second, I just want you to go down memory lane and think back. Do you remember when you decided that college was it for you? And then why did you decide to do community college before going to U of H?
3: Thinking back, it's actually kind of difficult to track when exactly I told myself, you know, you have to go to college. I think it was pretty late in my high school experience where I realized, okay, well, what's next? And so I think at that point, for me, I always enjoyed learning. I loved education. And I knew, you know, just seeing the way my parents struggled, they worked laborious jobs growing up. And even today, I knew that in order to succeed, I guess this idea of success, you need to get an education. And so at that moment, my world was very small. I didn't think outside of Houston, I didn't realize of all the opportunities of applying for schools at a state and the possibility of moving outside. And so for me, going into community college was kind of the more natural path. It was financially the best option for me at the time. And once I realized that San Jacinto Community College had a partnership with the University of Houston in order to transfer students, I kind of decided on that that path to pursue my education.
0: As you know, the data shows that a lot of folks who start in community college do not end up transferring to four year universities. So I'm wondering, sort of, you talked about this partnership, but did you have it in mind all along that you were going to transfer? Or was it a moment while you were over at San Jacinto that you were like, yes, I, I have to do this and I have to do it now?
3: Yeah, actually, let me back up a little bit. When I graduated high school, I did apply directly to the University of Houston. Once I realized I wasn't immediately admitted into the Bower College of Business and rather I was admitted as a general student and I realized that all of the basic courses that I needed in order to be admitted into the college, I could fulfill and complete at a community college for much cheaper. That's when I decided that this was the best path for me. I always had in mind the idea of attending a four year university. So for me, it was never a question whether or not I would transfer. In fact, I did my very best to go through summer school, take multiple take as many courses as possible within my first year in order to transfer within a year into the four-year university.
0: That is phenomenal. So can you tell me a little bit about what was the hardest thing about college that you remember?
3: Yeah, I talked a little bit about, you know, the financial piece of it. And for me, I never wanted to cause any burden or, you know, additional financial stress on my parents. So I took it upon myself to figure out how to apply for FAFSA and get grant money, as well as work through my college experience in order to pay for my education. So I would say definitely balancing working with my studies, of course, um, was a very challenging piece of it. But it also taught me, you know, a lot about hard work. And if you really want something, you know, you're going to work for it. So I would say that was probably the biggest thing. And secondly, just transitioning from the high school environment into the college environment and learning the importance of working in teams and creating study groups. And, you know, it wasn't just about learning directly from the textbook, but making sure I understood the class instruction and could interpret that for myself and also within study groups. I think that was also a learning curve. In my personal experience, I don't recall very often having to work in groups in high school and in study groups. And so learning to do that was greatly, beneficial, but also, uh, you know, difficult at first
0: for sure. And college is just so different, right? Like all of a sudden you're on your own. And whether somebody lives at home or they live on campus, there's no one really there to sort of monitor everything you do 24/7. So that's an interesting thing that you're bringing up. And then I wanted to circle back to your earlier point, which is a sentiment that we hear a lot from our first gens, which is this financial burden that is often associated with college and why you decided to say, "You know what? I'm going to go get some basics out of the way where it's a little bit cheaper for me." And then be able to transfer but i think the key here for you is you kind of had a plan already to do that and so we encourage our listeners that if that is the path that they're going to take that they really think through what is the long-term plan and what mechanisms do you put in place to get to that long-term plan so with that in mind what was your long-term plan why go through this college uh, when maybe you could have just gone straight to the workforce and started making money already
3: so I think early on, I didn't fully understand the importance, but I knew it was important to get an education. You know, I'd read a statistics about what you could possibly be making in terms of money, you know, what a college degree, there's a lot of information on that online. And just kind of seeing those numbers really struck me. So I just kind of naturally fell into it. I always kind of pictured myself doing something, I guess what you would consider successful, being a successful individual. I always pictured myself in a suit as an example, and and walking to a meeting in the middle, you know, of downtown Houston, like going from place to place. And I saw that vision of myself. And I don't know that I could have seen that vision without a college degree to be able to, you know, present this document and say, I've graduated college, please give me a job. Or, you know, this is why you should hire me. So I think it just kind of naturally evolved from that idea, that vision, and then kind of learning some of the data and information that's out there. And then really kind of creating that plan for myself for long term in order to get from point A to point B, you know, you have to progress and go through the college experience and get that college education and get that degree and get a job.
0: In the end, right when you graduated, you did fulfill this vision in 2013. I think you kind of packed your bags and you headed to New York City to work in the big buildings with the big suit. So tell our listeners a little bit about that experience. And now you're back in Houston and doing a little bit of a different work. So tell us a little bit about that journey.
3: Before I graduated college, one of the things that I did was intern. And I had the wonderful opportunity to participate in a program called Sponsors for Educational Opportunity or SEO Career which helped me land an internship at a large multinational tech corporation. And so knowing that I had that opportunity already in my pocket after completing an internship and having a full-time job offer a whole year in advance before graduating, for me, felt like a huge success. I had a job and after college, I did go ahead and move to New York City and went off and started my first role. I was a financial analyst, again, at a multinational corporation corporation. And so I got there and I was able to do that. And I could not imagine doing that without having been in college and gotten a degree. So
0: great. So then you went to New York City and you became a financial analyst. And knowing what you know now, thinking about college, would you do it all over again? And would you do anything differently?
3: Yes, absolutely. I would consider my college years, some of the most fulfilling, there was a lot of struggles along the way, a lot of challenges, but there was also a lot of growth. I think some of the things that if I could go back, for me, learning the importance of getting experience while you're in college, of course, I was working, but you know, I was doing part time work at retail jobs, hourly jobs, which were, you know, great, because you're still building skills, but also getting internship experience. Experience more within the career path that I wanted to follow. I wish I would have done that a little bit earlier on. My first internship was when I was a junior in college. And nowadays, I feel like the earlier you get that experience, and you know, maybe you're not taking a summer break, you're taking a summer break um, interning either locally or outside of Houston, outside of the state. That experience to me is invaluable and it'll go a long way. There's only so much that you can learn in a classroom room environment that you cannot going through working in an office environment, as an example, will teach you so much more than outside than in school. And so I think that's what I would really try to encourage students today that, that are going into college or are still, you know, and even if you are a senior in college, and you still haven't had an internship, I think that getting that experience as As soon as possible, or if you still have the opportunity to do so, it definitely opens up doors and it allows you to also test the waters, I guess you could say, have different experiences and also kind of decide where you want to end up.
0: That's definitely true. Internships do serve that role of do I see myself doing this for the next couple of years after I graduate? Not to mention all the intangibles like the network, learning how to dress, learning how to network, learning how to do happy hours. All of those tangibles and all that social capital affiliated with internships are definitely crucial, especially in today's world. So given what you said, and, and this might be a hard question, but what was the overall biggest takeaway for you attending? college? Like, could you tell our listeners, like, here's the one thing that fundamentally changed about Nadine, because she went to U of Age to study business?
3: I think you you talked about that just now, the importance of building relationships. I mean, that takes you a long way learning how to network, building those soft skills. And again, yes, you're in college, you're being taught by great professors, And, you know, you pay a lot of money for textbooks that you get to learn from. But establishing relationships, going to those networking events, I don't know that I would have been able to land my first internship if I didn't put myself out there. And it's uncomfortable. There's a phrase that I'm probably going to misquote, but it's growth and comfort do not coexist. And so, in fact, from the CEO who I worked for my first, you know, big girl job, I guess you could say. And so it's invaluable. Establishing relationships and knowing people that are going to get you in the door is is really, you know, a textbook is not going to do that for you. Yeah, your college degree will eventually, but it's in my perspective, it makes it a lot easier to be seen and put yourself out there
0: right? It's sort of like the diploma is just basically the minimum, right? And then all the other things begin kicking in, like the interviews, who you interacted with while you were in college, all those extra things that I think truly make a college experience worth it. And I'm interested to go back to this vision you had. So you wanted to be a big time businesswoman and you were in New York. Was that everything that you imagined it would be? Like, what did you think about that experience?
3: I think I had a lot of time to self-reflect, you know, moving away from Houston, being away from my family. Of course, that itself was a challenge since I didn't go away for college. And actually being in my role, just knowing my personality and being in finance or, for example, accounting, a lot of things can be very repetitive. And I'm the type of person that I do enjoy things that are repetitive because you don't have to worry too much about what could happen. But I'm also the type of person who likes to work on different projects and you know keep things interesting in that manner. And so I think once I got into my full time role, I did realize that maybe this role didn't quite fit my personality. There was also something lacking, and I realized I love helping people. I enjoy being able to serve others. And so for me, working a corporation at the time, I felt that lack of working towards embettering people's lives. And so. Today, I work in nonprofit. I'm a project manager in the nonprofit space here in Houston, and I get to do that. And so, you know, there's always going to be a sacrifice if you do do a jump like I did going from the private sector into the nonprofit sector, mostly financially. But to me, knowing that my work impacts people's lives directly it offsets, you know, that sacrifice of giving up some of my salary. And I think echoes what a lot of people say, you know, you got to follow your passions. But I will say that, you know, it is simple important to establish yourself, to feel financially secure if you, you know, anybody that's listening to this, if they ever decide to make that leap. And there are a lot of great things that you learn in the private sector that you then incorporate. In my experience, I've been able to incorporate in my nonprofit roles.
0: So what I love about your story, Nadine, is that you were able to do a lot of self-reflection and really think and say, wait a minute, is this what the quote unquote promised land is? Did I go to college to do this fancy job in New York where I'm learning a lot, but might not necessarily be my calling, right? And and the ability to self-reflect and pivot and say, you know what, like my parents have done a lot of sacrifices for me not to enjoy the work that I do. And I think that is a big takeaway for our first-gen students. Yes, you right, financial stability matters a lot. But part of going to college is learning what is the calling that you were meant to do in, in this world. And, and that can change and pivot. And I love that about you, because maybe that was your calling when you were 23 or 24, right out of college, and then you decided to pivot and say, you know what, that was a great face of my life. But now I am being called to do something different.
3: Exactly. And I do feel even my college experience, you know, prepared me for that. I think one thing that I would like to say, and, and I can't stress this enough is that there's always going to be sacrifices in college, for example, as I was working to fund my education. Yeah, I could have worked more hours. But for me, the important thing was my education. That's something I was not willing to whether it was working versus studying, I would pick studying any day, because I knew that that was the ultimate goal, right? And so maybe, that sacrifice of, I think, money, right, getting more money for the education, but knowing that that the education was important in order for it to impact my grades, as an example, you know, there might be people that are listening to this that will face that challenge. And you just have to make sure that you're going to be willing to sacrifice something in order to get to that end goal. And I think now thinking about my career, you know, I have sacrificed money, but I'm happier in the role that I'm in now. And, you know, I see myself still doing a lot of the things that I've envisioned for myself, becoming a leader in organization. It's just, it happens to be, you know, now I'm in the nonprofit space and that's like where I will be that leader.
0: That sounds great, Nadine. And we're all here really excited to see what the future has in store for you as you continue to shape and mold not only the kind of person that you are, but the kind of leader that you want to be for your community. So with that, I think that's a great ending to the show. Uh, we thank you so much for being part of How To College Refer Her and sharing your story with us.
3: Yeah. And before I go, I would like to share some resources just because there are, you know, organizations, of course, on campus that students are able to join to, again, build those soft skills, learn about the importance of internships and how to get the foot in the door. But there are also a lot of pipeline programs that are out there helping especially underrepresented students that I was able to benefit from. As an example, I mentioned SEO career, as well as another program that I was able to participate, which is HACU, the Hispanic Association of Colleges and Universities. And, and another program that also is out there is uh, MLT, which is Management Leadership for Tomorrow. And so I encourage students to think about your internships, think about the college experience and what's going to happen after college and how you're going to get your foot in the door and consider some of these organizations that are going to help you get there.
0: Thank you. And that's actually a great plug for our website. Under the resource tab, you can go in and find a lot of flyers and information about the programs that Nadine just mentioned. So thanks for that. So with that, Nadine, thank you so so much. We really appreciate your time and sharing everything that you've learned so far as being a first gen.
3: Thank you, Norma. I'm happy that I was able to be here.
0: Today, we've heard from three people of why they decided to embark on this new journey of college. We started with Leslie, who will become the first one in her family to go to college this fall. She's embarking on this route because she wanted to be a nurse and learned that she needed to get that degree to get the job that she wants to one day be able to save lives. Her potential future job and passion led her to college this fall. Then we heard from Chris, who attended college originally because his peers were doing it. Funny how peer pressure works, right? However, his reason has evolved to simply learn as many different things as possible. He has used college to become a critical thinker, and that is what led him down this journey to one day become a doctor. We finished with Nadine, who began with community college and then transitioned over to the University of Houston. She landed a big job in Wall Street, but then decided to use her degree to do something meaningful for her community. In other words, she took the leap of faith in the educational system to improve the outcomes of many other people around her. Now, all of us have a different why on why we've decided to embark on this journey and why we believe that the educational system would open doors and opportunities. Follow us on social media and share what is your why for becoming a first-generation college student. Remember, you are not alone in this journey. Until next time.